Hello and welcome to the summer series of the Happy Startup School podcasts. For this limited edition, we will be shining a spotlight on the speakers and workshop leaders who will be at our summer camp in September. This is our special introductory episode featuring none other than Lawrence and Carlos, the co-founders of the Happy Startup School as well as summer camp. In this episode, we are going to be digging a little bit deeper into how they got started. We're also going to be talking about the summer camp coming up in September. This podcast series is going to be a way for you to get to know a little bit about the people you'll be meeting at the event, some of the speakers and workshop leaders, as well as warm you up to the mood and the tribe that you're going to be meeting in September. The last few tickets are up for grabs at happystartupsummer.camp. I am your host, Katrina Tan. I'm a video and design creative based in Rome, Italy, and it is my absolute pleasure to start this podcast series off with Lawrence and Carlos. So guys, welcome. Tell us a little bit about yourselves. Hi, Hi. Carlos here. Um, so yes, we're, we're the founders of the Happy Startup School. We're also close friends. We went into business nearly 13 years ago. Everyone says when you go into business, don't go into business with friends or family. We did the opposite. And I think we've been doing the opposite to what everyone's been telling us since. So <laughs> really about uh, our journey from digital agency to global movement. So can you tell me, how did the Happy Startup School begin? How did it come about? Well, this goes back to, I think, the tail end of 2012. At the time, we were running a digital agency, myself, Carlos, and a small team of designers and developers were, we were really helping people, uh, mainly entrepreneurs, bring their ideas to life. The Happy Startup School came about from us having a desire to not just help people build stuff, but also help people understand the reasons behind it. So we were seeing a lot of people who were coming to to our agency who wanted to um, build the next Facebook. You know, they, there was part of this gold rush, which still exists, I think, um, where people read the tech press and they, they want to be the next Facebook or uh, Uber or whatever it is now. So um, we found that actually very little of those ideas were based on reality. So we tried to help people understand what it takes to build a business, because I think a lot of people don't really understand that for the first time when they're, they're starting out, but also to really understand the human side of it, um, not just the, the mechanics. Why the Happy Startup School? What's with the name Happy Startup? And also, what was the impetus for this? We were really interested in learning about business, learning about personal development, learning about what makes humans tick, because we were designing products for people. And uh, I particularly got really interested in positive psychology. So it was about 10 years ago now when Martin Seligman wrote his book around, um, which was a game changer around positive psychology. A lot of psychology research before was all around um, how to tackle negative emotions and dealing with depression whereas positive psychology looks at what can we learn from um, the world's happiest people in terms of what actually makes us happy and so that was um, where the happy bit came in was understanding if we're going to build a business and do something um, with our time that's going to you know take up a lot of our energy why not do something that really means something to us rather than just something that makes money one of the things we talk about a lot at happy startup school is like you know if you've got a burning desire to do something don't wait around you know, do something tomorrow to move it forward. Take the first small step right away rather than waiting for the perfect conditions for that to happen. And so we wanted to really practice what we preach, you know, rather than saying, you know, start something you care about and do something you really believe in. We had to do that ourselves. And so that was where, you know, two years ago, we made the decision to actually shut down the agency when it was, you know, the thing that was making money 
because we felt like we couldn't give our, our full selves to it anymore because we had a much bigger vision to, to bring to life. Oh, what's your side to that story, Carlos? Lawrence and I, when we first started off in business, we, we didn't really have an experience in running businesses. And to be honest, none of us really had an interest in that side of the things. We were really interested in doing good work, enjoying the work we did, and being around people we enjoyed or got inspiration from and, and felt like it also aligned with the lives we wanted to lead. Basically, the term there is lifestyle business. That's that's the accusation that people would give us of, of the kind of business we're, we're creating. But that was the important thing. I think for us, it was like we were interested in building a business that revolved around what was important to us and what was important in our lives. And at the time, the, the business support that was available was so dry. It was just law and accounts and growth and spreadsheets and business plans. And even though we tried to get into that stuff, none of it really resonated with us. Personally, I think it wasn't the best place to start when thinking about business. Mm -hmm. And so for me, the Happy Startup School is really, it's, it's kind of an unconscious creation of the business school that we needed at the time. And, <laughs> and the business school we think we need to provide people to get inspired to do business rather than oh my god I'm going to think about all of this stuff that has no that doesn't excite me at all I think that's the other thing is this was never like a oh we will build a massive empire it was like this is this something that's evolved out of our own needs personal needs of what we want to get out of work and we've discovered along the way that actually we can there's an opportunity to actually make a business out of it what we talk about a lot of the time is understand what it is about you that you want to create in the world that satisfies you as a person and then use that as a launching place right. for a business. And then all the mechanics of it will make sense and, and will matter at that point. That's really, I, I would see, is a kind of a, the starting point for a lot of this. So I'm hearing that you guys have a radical perspective on what business is what is your ethos? What can businesses be via the Happy Startup School? One person who came through our online course a couple of years ago uh, sent us an email. He's, I seem to remember he said something like, I've been in business for 20 years. I've been through every entrepreneurship program. And your first email um, struck a chord with me more than anything else I've been through. And it, and it basically said, focus on what moves you, not what moves the market. And for him, that was just a game changer. You know, he'd never thought of things in that way before. Um, everything he'd learned before, which we hear from a lot of people who go through the traditional business school methods, is really focused on your idea and the market. Is it going to work? Right. Is, there a need for, is there a need for this product? The numbers stack up. How are you going to get your first customers? You know, so many accelerators, the first question will be like, who's your customer? And most people don't know that at the beginning. You know, they have no idea who their customer is. They might know who they could be, so our approach really is flipping that on its head to how about you do something you really care about. Um, other people out there care about that too. They join you on that mission and then you work it out together what the product might be. And the customers that love you will love you and the ones that don't, who cares? <laughs> you know, really, it's that, it's that simple. I've seen it called the, the reverse marketing funnel. That's really our approach. And, it, and it's what we've subconsciously taken at Happy Startup School is we didn't start off with the product in mind. We started off with an idea. And a mission and and we put a community off the back of it and we've kind of worked out what the business looks like with them rather than having it worked out from the beginning mapped out in a three to five year business plan which is all based on guesses you know it's been very much 
following our nose with our community and, and growing together, which has been a really rewarding journey. Very organic. So, Carlos, can you tell us what the Happy Startup School does? Now, that is not a simple question to answer at this moment in time. Um, we do a lot of things. And I think following on from what we're talking about when we're saying we we're mission driven, because we're, we're clear as to kind of the objective, there are so many different ways that we can actually achieve that objective. And that's kind of dependent, we found, on the level of impact we wanted to create. So we, when we started the Happy Startup School, we were, we were running workshops. And so that was very much at a local level. But we always had in mind of this kind of more global impact to be able to change how business is done. And, and you can only do that if you can either have a lot of people following you or a lot of people doing what you're doing, essentially having schools across the world. And given that we're a tiny team and, and also we didn't want to manage loads and loads of people, how the most effective way of doing that was online. One of the key things that's important for us is building our online community and also building our online program, which is the homeschool. So the homeschool is really that first step. This kind of encapsulates the learning of getting people to understand business in this way of looking at what they want to create in the world and what they're passionate about, and then starting to think of that in terms of a business. So it's an alternative way of looking at your MBA, in a sense. It's, it's our way of looking at building a business right. and taking people online and stepping them through that and doing that online means that we can touch more people uh, we can connect more people across the world uh, but we've also found when you've done a program like that you then it, that's only the start of the journey and so how do we make or connect uh, people who are just starting that that path and wanting to continue it and for us that was the online community that was a way of how can we connect whether you're just starting off on the building a happy startup or you're an entrepreneur who's been going for a while and wants to reconnect with their why, and how can you get more right. of these people in their place who believe in that? I think it's really amazing because the community seems to be at the backbone of what you guys are doing. I really like your model of what businesses can be. Apart from this, you guys also do other things, right? Yes. Yeah. No, and I think this is where real connection happens. So the online stuff was in a, a way of kind of scaling our impact. But without a real strong foundation, that's impossible. So I think the bedrock of the stuff that we do are our physical events and our retreats. So the first event that we ever did was the summer camp, and we'll be talking about that later. And that's the thing that really brought home to us the kind of passion and connection and willingness to help, and also the how people will then continue to connect when they meet each other physically in a space that isn't a boring business conference that takes them out of their comfort zone and also exposes them to new ideas and new ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. We also looked at how can you create a more intimate experience and also potentially a more long-lasting and deeper connection in terms of an event. And we'd always seen these retreats to amazing exotic places when we were first thinking about the Happy Startup School and even when we were an agency and we're thinking, ah. Oh, we could do that. We know that how that works. <laughs> and we did. And that was, maybe we'll touch on it later, as part of a serendipitous journey. We met a guy called Jack who came to our summer camp who lived in the Alps. He had a vision for where he lived to turn into a, a playground for, for entrepreneurs and, and business people. We had an idea for an event for entrepreneurs and business people, what wasn't the normal kind of event. 
and going out to visit him and walking up a, a foggy mountain in, in the middle of the French Alps, we came, struck up with the idea of altitude and bringing together 25 to 30 like-minded change makers, entrepreneurs, professionals looking for some space to reassess how they do work and business and get clarity on their way forward. And that was kind of the birth child of now the retreats that we do, not only in the mountains of, of the French Alps, but also on the beaches of Goa. And also we're taking it this year to the US and to Portland, Oregon. This is so exciting. And having experienced this year's altitude, it was absolutely life-changing for me. And I totally recommend it to anybody out there listening. It's uh, going to be unforgettable for you, as it was for me. Anyway, Lawrence, can you tell us a little bit about Summer Camp? What's it about? Um, sure. Well, I mean, Carlos, I think he alluded to it a little bit, that we, when we were running our first company, we didn't really fit in you know we weren't traditional business people so we'd go to you know what we thought was worthwhile networking events um, and conferences in our industry and often just didn't feel like we fitted in I don't think a lot of the environments we were part of weren't really conducive to real connection and I think because we were friends from school myself and Carlos went to school together and are still very good friends with a little gang that we were friends with when we were really young that's always given us a great foundation for building our business because we've always looked for like minds, I think, in terms of the work we do, people we work with and people we hire. We've always tried to find people that we really um, want to be around more than anything else. We didn't really have this separation between work and you know, our personal lives. You know, it was, mm -hmm. th those lines were blurred. So I think when we went to um, more stuffy business conferences and, and events, we would find ourselves just, you know, not feeling like it was us. So, you know, we, like normal people our age, we like going to festivals, like going to see music, like going to you know, have great experiences, travel. And so Summer Camp really came about from our first one-day event we ran in London um, almost five years ago, which was a day in Hyde Park. We had this amazing um, kind of um, nature sanctuary hidden away in the trees in Hyde Park. Most people don't even know it exists with a view to saying, how can we get people in the city feeling like they're out of the city? You know, one of the rules we, we made when we first started was just not to hire a, a boring meeting room for an event because we've been to events and, uh, where that happened and we just didn't see the right results so we got great results from sitting on the beach or hiring a cabin in the woods and going for a walk with our team whatever it was that's where the real breakthroughs happen so we thought well why is everyone else doing events the same way when they're talking about innovation and creativity but actually nothing's, <laughs> cha nothing's changing in the way that they they gather so that's our first three-day summer camp happened in 2013 um this will be the fourth year we'll have run it in this format so it's a three-day event that happens over um, uh, in September, three days, and it's uh, on a 300-acre farm in rural Sussex in England, halfway between where we live in Brighton by the sea and in London. And once we found the venue for the site, um, you know, we haven't looked back because it's just got such a magical feel about the place. You know, if you've seen any photos or the videos, you'll, you'll get that vibe too. And we just found that our, our community, like Carlos mentioned, you know, once they've been through an, an experience together, they want to connect face-to-face, -face, you know, you know, the internet's great for reaching people, but it's not, I don't think you'll ever get that depth of connection um, as you would if you meet someone, you know, over a campfire, having a coffee in the woods, you know, through a workshop, sitting in a hot tub, whatever it might be. Those experiences yeah. are things that really connect people. One thing we found is, you know, real innovation happens, real creativity happens when you feel at home, when you feel at ease and when you feel relaxed. And so 
this event is really created to create that space for people, generally busy people. You know, I'm guilty of this, of being on my devices too much, being tied to my laptop too much. So these events are as much for ourselves as they are for anyone else. It's just a chance to pause, a chance to get inspired by other people on, on, on their journey and also just to take time to reflect on what you're doing and why and then hopefully leave feeling more energised and um, with a boost for the next 12 months to, to take forward your mission if you haven't started it or if you have, then just to, you know, maybe course correct if you feel like you need that. No, I, I believe in the power of gathering together in meet space. An online space has its benefits for sure, like you said, but sharing physical space together is irreplaceable and you guys are doing a really great job. And from my experience, I found you out like four years ago and then having met you was really affirming everything that I thought about you. So Carlos, tell us what's this summer camp tribe that's coming in September? If only I could give you an accurate demographic and breakdown <laughs> in terms of people who'd come. I think it's really about a mindset. If you're in a rut and you're thinking, you know, you've been working for a while and you th you're doing okay, but you think, what, what is all of this about? Why, why am I doing this? Um, and you want to re-energize and re-inspire yourself, then summer camp is for you. Um, if you're actually doing stuff you love already uh, and you, you feel a bit isolated, you, you don't have the, the connections of like-minded people who believe in working in a different way, then summer camp is for you because this is where your tribe is. If you feel also you're, you want to align what you do with your own personal values, so for instance, myself and Lawrence, we're parents. We're really acutely aware of how our work take us away from our families so if there are things in your life that you value and you want to make sure work revolves around that and get inspired by people who are doing just that, then again, Summer Camp is for you. So there's no job role or there's no specific industry. You don't have to be a startup. You don't have to be an entrepreneur. You don't have to be a seasoned business person. You can be any of those. But what you need to really have is this sense that I could do work better. The work I do could probably have a better impact in the world And I would feel better if I was connected to other people who, who believe that way. That's powerful. And I agree. So what's going to happen in summer camp? So this year, we're going to keep some things that work. You know, each year we find this sort of tension almost between wanting to keep things that work whilst also bringing some new ideas, new energy and new people. So some highlights from this year, we've got some great speakers and workshop leaders as usual. One that stands out is Oli Kassau, who's coming over from Denmark. Um, Oli actually spoke at our first event in London uh, over four years ago now when he just launched this idea called Cycling Without Age. So he actually came to talk about kindness in business at our first event, and but just mentioned this idea that he'd started, which was really a very simple idea of taking these Christiania bikes, like rickshaws that exist in Copenhagen, to old people's homes to take them out and get the wind in their hair and get them out of you know what can be some stuffy stuff environments to actually share their story to the people that are taking them around. It was a really simple idea. And then he went back the next day after doing it once and he had a whole queue of old people wanting to come out. And mm -hmm. so now that's grown into a global movement. Um, he's done a TED talk and he's also helped 8,000 people around the world to become cyclists who help take old people out. They've, I think they've shipped a thousand bikes into dozens of cities around the world. So he's going to share more about that story as well as He's an Ashoka fellow, so he's also going to do a workshop on how to be a true change maker. So actually what he's learned, not just building this organization, but also 
working with lots of organizations over the years, helping to bring more purpose to their work. So that's one thing we're really excited about. Ollie's a great guy, a good friend, and someone who's really got a lot to offer. In terms of some of the quirky stuff, we've got, we always like to do some activities which shake things up a bit and get people, you know, because I think some of the workshops and the talk can be quite, um, you know, heavy for people in terms of real breakthroughs can make it feel quite weighty. So we try and lighten that up with some fun activities. So we have... Um, somebody came last year is actually coming back to do a, an activity on Japanese sword fighting. Believe wow. It or not. Yeah. So um, that's going to be interesting. Lots of disclaimers going to be signed before that one. Um, <laughs> we've also got a kind of wild well-being area. So you came to Altitude Cat and, you know, we had a hot tub and a sauna there. So we didn't want to mm-hmm. miss out at summer camp. You know, we've got a wood-fired sauna and hot tub again this year at summer camp for people just to kind of hang out, literally. We have bushcrafting. People can learn kind of bushcrafting skills. We are going to have some forest games. We've got amazing woodlands on our doorstep. And we also try to do some more mindful activities. So we have like early morning sunrise services where we walk down to the lake and just take some time to pause. And I know you're going to be talking to Sally-Ann, who's, um, who's going to run a workshop on the power of pause, which is a chance for people to really just take time out and to learn some better habits around how to yeah, take more time out in our days, not just at summer camp, but, you know, throughout the year. And I think one of the real highlights for summer camp is just the dinners. You know, each night we have 150 people sat down at two big long tables in the barn. And, you know, the energy from those conversations is just something that sticks with you way beyond the event. And so, yeah, that's where the real magic happens, I think, is over food, you know, over over um, a coffee or a beer. You know, that's where you really get to know people. So Awesome. What about you, Carlos? What do you think uh, are the exciting bits that people take away from the experience of summer camp? You're going to come away inspired and energized. Also, be wary, you're going to come away potentially a completely different person. And we've had people (laughs) say that, come to the event, but in a good way. (laughs) It really is a place that will open your eyes to a new way of behaving and looking at work and looking at what you're doing. The interesting thing is like, Though it isn't essentially a startup event, startups happen. Hmm. We we kind of we have talks and workshops, uh, and we have people telling you about their stuff. But there's no hierarchy, so you get to connect with people, whether you see them on stage or not, at, as if they were another attendee, as a friend, essentially. Hmm. And and because it's in nature and it's in the countryside, it it adds that element of rawness. You know, you, you are stripped down to being a person. Hopefully the weather does not ruin it for us. But when it's raining and you're wet and you're, you're, you're there, stood there under the rain chatting to someone, you forget everything else and you're very, very present as to what's going on. And that's, yeah. I think, the part of the being in nature, being somewhere that doesn't have the distractions of, of the modern world. And that's what it's going to give you. It's going to give you a, a space, a real safe space to just reflect and look at where you're going. And, and you will come away not only with new ideas and new friends, but a new way of approaching how you gather at work and also with people, your friends, family, and who knows, your, your new business. Awesome. I think one thing that, Carlos, sorry, I just got to say, um, came to mind when you were talking first, was uh, we, like after the event, people get on the Facebook group and share, you know, what's going on for them. And generally, it's kind of like an overwhelming um, outpouring of emotion. Um, but there's one guy who... I think he said you know when he went home on the train like Carlos said he felt changed you know he said he, looking at the view that he'd seen a thousand times before 
but somehow everything looked different. You know, he was looking at the world through a different lens. And I think that's the stuff that's really powerful for us is it's a mindset thing. You come away feeling like this is possible. You know, it's possible to live this way where we collaborate and where we help each other. And by doing or through doing that, we can actually get clearer and get more support ourselves. And again, if you've, I suppose you've reflected on altitude, hopefully that's one thing you took from that was, you know, what's, what's possible when we don't put ourselves first all the time, we actually think of others too. And then somehow then we get the clarity that we were looking for by not thinking about it. You know, it's almost like a completely oblique way of getting clear on our purpose ourselves is by helping other people find their. Yeah, totally. I think um, an, an element to really think about, especially if you're, you're kind of thinking about work and business and moving forward, there are lots of events and trainings out there that will help you level up as a professional and as a business person. But one of the things that we learned at our last altitude is actually to really level up in business and in work, you also need to start leveling up as a person. And that is an aspect that a lot of us neglect. And I think what Summer Camp does provide is giving you a, a much better appreciation of the power of connection, the power of knowing what you want and getting inspired to really chase what you want and, and knowing that actually that isn't a bad thing. And I think that having those foundations will make your progress as a business person even more fruitful and fast. I felt that exact same feeling, feeling allowed as if just being around a group of people listening to you like you're not crazy by having these ideas for starting something, creating a business or upgrading, changing directions. And everybody's just really so supportive and open just the kind of people you never thought would be your friends suddenly having a bond with these different kinds of people. It's quite miraculous, in my opinion. And I'm curious, what sorts of um, surprising experiences did you guys get out of the events that you've been running? Any big breakthroughs? So many, really. I think each event we do, it leads to something else, generally better. So like Carlos said, the first summer camp led to us creating Altitude because Jack came to speak and next thing we know, we're in the mountains, you know, taking 25 uh, founders and change makers up to a peak. So be careful what you wish for. And like Carlos said, be aware that this might impact you as well as the people that you're creating it for. But I actually think this is why we we don't do big events and we don't do events, you know, constantly. You know, we, we space out our events uh, because we are so integral to it. Not saying they wouldn't work without us. I just mean in terms of we're there as participants as well as uh, organizers. And I think that's, you know, I don't think it would work in the same way if it wasn't, um, if we didn't have the energy for it in the way that we do. So um, that's why I think we always get breakthroughs ourselves because we immerse ourselves in the experience. So just some quick things that come to mind. Our ashram event in India only came about because a guy called Kumaran and his wife came to the first altitude and, pretty much demanded that we come to India to do the similar event out there, you know, without the mountains, but just the beaches of Tamil Nadu. And so, yeah, less than a year later, we're out in India running a similar mm -hmm. event with people from China and Australia and all around the world delivering on that promise. And that led us to creating a program for Indian um, change makers too online. So, you know, these are things that if we'd written our business plan five years ago, it would never have had this in it. You know, us being able to be open to that serendipity, I think, leads to unexpected outcomes. And quickly, the other thing that comes to mind is we, we ended up closing down Spook Studio, our agency, 
off the back of Altitude two and a half years ago. So we pitched the idea at the top of a mountain. We shared the idea that, you know, we weren't feeling it anymore in the company and we weren't sure whether to keep them both running or what to do. And soon after, after getting amazing feedback from the people there, we made the decision to shut down that company. That was, you know, a tough decision to make, but one made so much easier by the support from, you know, the community, essentially, who gave us, yeah, a bit of wind beneath our wings to be able to make that decision with real integrity, I think, rather than just it feeling like a, an overnight decision, because it impacted not just the people who are working for us, also the, the clients that we delivered a promise to. So, so yeah, I think those breakthroughs aren't always easy, but they certainly have got us to where we are today. What about you, Carlos? Oh, like Lauren said, there's so many, but um, I think this kind of, for me, encapsulates what, what the Happy Startup School has done for us. Um, within three months of just launching the idea of the Happy Startup School, we got more impact and more connection than we ever got in 10 years of being a digital agency. And I think the thing that I learned from that was when you're too introspective, because as an agency, we were very much focused on just our work and sort of a bit too much about this microcosm of our business. When you're more open thinking, more thinking more broadly, being a bit more mission-driven in a sense, driven more by something that, that you believe in, you're much more open to talking to people, meeting with people, sharing knowledge with people. And through that, you actually get people to give a shit. And I, right. think, I think that's the important thing is actually you need to talk about your stuff. And to be able to talk about your stuff, you need to care about what you're, what you're talking about. That's the thing that I learned most about um through the happy startup school we didn't care enough about building a digital agency but we do care much more about building a movement that changes the way business works and also being more authentic about why we're in it and why we're doing it that should be the basis of any business creation well one thing i'll just add to that is and one great conversation i had recently with someone saying I'm not going to come to some account this year because I'm and I'm going to be launching my business soon after and I'm going to focus on my launch this year. And it's just like, you just want to shake people like that up and saying, what, you know, throw the money away that you were going to spend on business cards and your new laptop and come to some account and leave with 150, you know, cheerleaders for your mission that you'd never be able to buy otherwise. And it's the value you get from that is something that maybe takes time to understand, but when you do, you realize that, yeah, you can be so much more effective with your, your time and energy and resources than traditionally what we're told is the right way to do things. And it, it, like you said, it goes a bit against the, um, the way we've been brought up in school almost where everyone's competing against each other rather than working together. So yeah. we're trying to shake that up a bit. Yeah. One last question, hopefully, if you um, don't mind me asking. What's the thing that most inspires you about doing this work and if it was taken away you'd be so bummed <laughs> i mean for me it's it is the stories you hear from people um some of some of whom we haven't met actually so i think for me it's really important to know that the work we're doing is i wouldn't even say making an impact i would just say like that is is touching people in some way you know some small ways some other bigger ways but just knowing that that's happening so i think when we were running our agency, we were often quite detached from the people we were designing products for. You know, we worked with clients who, you know, tended to be happy with the work we were doing, but we often didn't feel that connection to the end user. 
when we did get that feedback, it was like, wow, okay, someone's actually using our product. You know, we're getting positive feedback, knowing that the work we're doing has value. And so when we get emails, letters, postcards, someone just saying something, um, you know, at an event we put on, it really, for me, makes me realize why we're doing this, that this is important work we're doing. So without that, I don't know if we would we would feel the right same way. I certainly wouldn't. Um, so it's validation, but it's also fuel for the mission to know that, okay, someone was in a rut and now they're on a happier path. Someone was going to spend all their money on a huge house somewhere and now they've decided to downsize and spend more time with their family and, and build a business that supports that. You know, those are the stories that really make me realize why we're doing what we're doing. I love that. You, Carlos? I'm going to be much more selfish. <laughs> um, I think for me, and this is looking at it, so the lens that I'm looking at this is, what would I be doing other than this? And so the key things that I value here is is sense of freedom, sense of authenticity, and, and the feeling that I'm making an impact, a bit like, like Lawrence said. If I was work, I have this image of this is what I don't want to do. I don't want to be in a job told to come in at certain times doing stuff that doesn't re- I don't really believe in and then feeling like it was all worthless anyway because I don't know if it's actually making an impact. I'm doing the opposite here at the Happy Startup School. I, I work the way I want to work. Um, I'm doing stuff that I really believe in. And I, like Lauren said, hear stories, experience firsthand the positive energy that we're creating. So that. I wouldn't change for the world. I love it. I love it, you guys. Oh, okay. What is this podcast series all about? The thinking behind this podcast series is really to give people an insight into the types of people that will be coming to participate at Summer Camp and also the kinds of people that you'll get to meet within our community because Summer Camp is just you know, one of the things that we do, as we mentioned in this talk. So, um, so yeah, I would say... If you're interested in why stories are important in, in anything that you do, if you're interested in understanding people's own journey to get to where they got to, and also understand what it would take to build something that's meaningful for you, whether that's a new career, a business, an organization, or even a passion project of yours, then it'd be something to tune into. Can I have a crack at that? Yeah. Explaining summer camp to people can be quite challenging. Um, because they're not quite sure is it a business event, is it a uh, is it a festival, uh, or is it a cult? Um, all <laughs> this, or all of the above. This podcast really is for for us to open a window into what summer camp is about. For you to hear the stories of people who will be sharing their knowledge and expertise at summer camp. For you to understand why this thing exists in the first place. You'll be hearing from speakers, facilitators, who are going to be at summer camp. So, very exciting. What he said. I hope that this conversation has inspired you to grab the last few tickets left, if you haven't got it yet, for the summer camp that's happening this September. I hope you'll come and join us at happystartupsummer.camp. Stay tuned for more episodes of the Happy Startup Summer Camp podcast series. This is your host, Kat, signing off.